Welcome to episode two of Island by Film, straight from Vancouver Island, Canada. Well, hello. Thanks again for listening to Island by Film. Uh, my name is Wes Fortin. I'm the host of the show. Uh, this is episode number two, as I'd said previously, and just wanted to go through a few things that happened this week in my life. Uh, first of all, for those of you who don't know, I live on Vancouver Island, which is um, on the Pacific side of Canada. If you have a chance to look on Google Maps, take a look at Vancouver Island. I live in a city called Nanaimo, uh, which is a, it's a funny name, but uh, we're known for our sweet treat, the Nanaimo Bar. Uh, if you've ever had one, um, you either love it or you hate it. And uh, I think there are definitely more people that love it than hate it. However, I am one of those that does love it. And so there's all sorts of varieties. In fact, there's a local restaurant that makes a deep fried Nanaimo bar. I've yet to try it. Uh, frankly, I think I'm a little bit afraid of what that deep fried Nanaimo bar could do to my insides. Uh, it could be a, as my neighbor would say, a jammer, uh, which is a funny way of saying a heart attack. Uh, nonetheless, uh, all this talk about Nanaimo bars doesn't make sense because uh, Vancouver Island is actually a very active place. Uh, we we often see people uh, hiking, walking, cycling, um, fishing, uh, you name it. There are so many activities to do on the island. Uh, one of the unique things about Vancouver Island versus any other place in Canada is it has some of the mildest weather in Canada. And, and that's something we're quite proud of, actually. So we have some of the best winters, um, although we do get the Pacific rains. Uh, where I happen to live in Nanaimo uh, is part of a little belt, a belt that uh, continues south all the way to a city called Victoria, which many people have heard of. And in that belt, uh, we have uh, less rain than anywhere else on Vancouver Island and less rain than anywhere else like Vancouver or Seattle or... Any of those areas so so our weather in these areas are, are quite great so we are it's it's uh, toward ending toward the end of September and uh, this last week we had probably four days of rain five days of rain and then and then the Sun came out and now for the next two weeks it's supposed to be sunny which is great news for me because this gives me an opportunity to get out with my camera every day and shoot film and that's one of the things that I love to do, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. So uh, last week, I had the opportunity to uh, shoot with the Canon Elan 2, which is, it's a funny thing that I should do that for do that camera first on the podcast, but it's been sitting in a bag for probably about a year now since I bought it at a thrift store. I bought this um, uh, backpack full of camera gear. There were two camera bodies, three lenses, all sorts of filters and and uh, accessories that came with it. Obviously, someone's collection that they just happened to drop off at the thrift store because they didn't use anymore. But I took a good look at it and thought, oh, this is worth thirty bucks, and that's what I paid was thirty dollars for thirty Canadian dollars. And uh, brought this home. And one of the cameras was the Canon Elan Two. The other one was the Canon EOS Rebel. Oh, I think it was a, maybe in. Yes, Rebel S, I'm not sure, but both both film cameras, obviously. 
and uh, I opened the crate or opened the backpack on this film camera and uh, let me scratch that actually it's a new podcast so there's obviously going to be a few mistakes now and again but I opened the bag on the film camera and saw the Elan 2 it had a it had a film back on it um, not a film back it had a battery pack on it that's the right word so I uh, there were that battery pack took double A's, which actually was a a very good thing because um, I didn't want to go ahead and buy the special batteries that were that were in the camera. So I put some double A's in there, um, and uh, it seemed to work just perfectly. So that was great. So I brought it home, sat in my bag for almost a year. So this week I decided that's the camera I'm going to pull out and try. So I loaded a roll of Delta 400 in that camera and uh, proceeded to tour around places like the harbor in Nanaimo and uh, um, we happened to have the one day um, a large Royal Caribbean cruise ship come in and, and, it, and it created a really unique site because you saw um, in the foreground the city of Nanaimo and this giant cruise ship which kind of dominated the landscape and so was able to shoot some frames of that too. Um, you'll see a couple of the frames that I shot uh, on my Instagram at Island by Film, and so you feel free to take a look at that. So handling of this camera was was uh, very familiar because I've shot weddings and shot family portrait sessions and 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 that kind of thing for quite some time, and and shot them all on a Canon digital camera. It really felt the same. You know, there really wasn't that that uh, um, that vintage kind of feel with shooting a camera like that because each frame you fired, the automatic uh, rewind forwarded to the next frame, and uh, it it was pretty much the same. I shot most of the frames in aperture priority, and because uh, it was simple enough to do, I, I put it on, I put the Delta 400 on box speed, 400, and uh, the, the lens I used was a 35 to 80, which I would have assumed is probably the kit lens that came with the camera at the time. Um, and the results were, were good. I mean, how do you, you complain? It's a modern lens, a fairly modern style um, back, so it knows how to expose. Um, it's uh, all that to say, it's really kind of boring. I mean, the, the feel of using a camera like that was boring. It was predictable. I knew that the results were going to be good. I knew that my exposures would be decent. I didn't have to really worry about any of that. So I could focus on composition, which I guess was a good thing. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't terribly exciting. And so, uh, you know, going forward, I don't know that I'll shoot that camera again. I'll probably sell it. I'll probably put it up on Craigslist uh, in the next week or so and, and let it go along with the bag of, of goodies. I, I might be able to double my money, hopefully, and make 60, 70 bucks on it because uh, there's lots in that bag. Um, but, but overall, it was, you know, it was, a, it was an okay experience, but... I mean, anytime you get to go out and shoot film and enjoy uh, the outdoors, whether it's raining or whether it's whether it's sunny, is fantastic. So, so yeah, I definitely don't take that for granted. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, moving on to the next section. Welcome back. This is the time in the podcast where I like to talk a little, about a little bit of news related to film photography to keep you up to date to what's happening in the world of film photography. 
So first thing that I'd like to chat about is Cinestill. Cinestill has been known to release uh, some actually really great film-related products. Other than the, uh, aside from the um, cinema film, the Kodak Vision 3, that they have repurposed and, and rebranded to sell as um, still photography film instead of cinema film, uh, they've introduced... Uh, things like different developers. They've got a C41 developer, and, and just recently they've released the D76 uh, monobath developer. Uh, but uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, Monday, the, I believe the 24th of September, they released the TS1000. And TS1000 is a temperature-controlled system. It's, it's essentially a method of, of controlling the temperature uh, while developing film. Uh, it's something that uh, I think film photographers have been waiting for. Uh, however, uh, it is eerily similar to the sous vides on the market that um, have been used by chefs to um, uh, to cook for some time. And so it's a it's a uh, product that you can you could go on Amazon or eBay and find uh, in its cooking format. But what's unique about this one is it offers uh, some specific features that are great for film photographers. Uh, it offers uh, the ability to be able to um, to be able to hold the canisters while heating up the temperature of the water surrounding the can canisters so that your developer and your um, your fixer or Blix in the case of C41 developing is heated to the right temperature. In fact, it says that you can actually heat it to within 0.1 of a degree Celsius, and and that is a that's some pretty accurate temperature um, management. Also offers a development timer and a Blix and Fix timer. Uh, it's a it's a it's a great looking product actually. They've done a good job designing it, um, and at, I think it's priced reasonably as well. They're asking hundred dollars for it American, so so in my case it'd be about one hundred and thirty dollars Canadian, um, roughly. And uh, the release date is October tenth. Um, so this is, this is, you know, what are my impressions on this product? I think it's going to be a, um, I think it's going to be a great product. I, you know, I, I tend to lean on the positive side of new things coming out because anytime something new comes out related to film photography, it's, it's a positive thing. It means that the industry is going forward. It means that people are actually uh, creating products instead of just, um, relying on products that exist. And so that means that they're, that the industry is growing. There must be a demand for these kind of things. Um, I know that for, for some time, photographers have been using sous vides to manage the temperature specifically of C41 developing or E6 developing because that's, the, uh, um, that's quite a bit more temperature sensitive. In fact, when I develop black and white film, I, you know, I, as long as it's around the room temperature mark and around that 20 degrees, I'm happy. Uh, I, don't, I don't particularly manage it however if I did have a device like this I probably would I'd probably you know pay pay closer attention to the temperature but when I've developed C41 uh, color film color negative film uh, I have had to try and manage that temperature and it is actually not the easiest thing in the world sure the process of C41 developing is pretty simple uh, but it's actually maybe even a little bit easier than than uh, black and white but it, but it's that temperature management that actually is a little bit more challenging. And so I think Cinestill has answered uh, this quite well. Now, 
So I did a little bit of research. I mean, obviously, it's not coming out till October the 10th, like I said. And, and you know, it would be nice to see if there are some other options out on the market. And yeah, you can go on eBay and you can find sous vides that will do pretty much the same thing, you know, for starting in around that price of, of $60 Canadian and up. And, and uh, but you know what? Why not support Sinistil in this? Because they've done a great job of, of, of branding this well and and offering some specific features that would that would be great for film photographers so I encourage you to go out there and, and uh, take a look at it and, and, and support Cinestill in this process because when you support film photography companies what does that mean they, they're able to release more products and, and more things for us so um, so yeah go ahead and support Cinestill in this one I encourage you to click buy I think I'm gonna do the same on to the next subject Now onto the next piece of news today. Many film photographers out there have heard of this already. The product that I'm going to talk about is called Film Lab. It's a new application for iOS and, and later on down the road, Android. And what this app allows you to do is it allows you to hover over with the camera uh, a backlit negative, whether it be... 35 millimeter, 120, 4x5, any size, and it will convert that negative into a positive, allowing, allowing you to preview first the image on your film rather than having to scan it or, or look at it over a light box. And so this has some pretty incredible applications. It's about a year in the making. We've been waiting for this application to come out, and I've frankly been very excited for it. I'm ready to press purchase regardless of what the price is. I'd be willing to pay $20 for this app frankly, because I think it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic as far as usage goes. And uh, so uh, they, they released a beta last week, beta 0 0.9. And uh, tomorrow, the 26th of 26th of September, they'll be releasing uh, Film Lab 1.0. So they'll be actually releasing it on the App Store tomorrow. And I'm excited to give it a try and let you guys know what my feelings are on it. Uh, but some of the things that they're offering is where you can you can actually zoom in and review fine detail on your on your negative. You can do things like raw image stacking. So I'm just going to read here from the website. It says Film Lab now aligns and combines multiple captures to give a better, less noisy image. Um, this is this feature is currently dialed down to only three to four input images per capture, uh, which gives a modest but noticeable improvement in quality. Uh, and then he says, I'll be adding support for increased number of images captured in the future. And so I would imagine as smartphones become more and more powerful, which they already are incredibly powerful, especially with the release of the new iPhone Max, whatever that means, uh, you, you should be able to um, increase the quality of your film images. And I would say, you know, this is, this is going to be a huge time saver for film photographers. Right now, the workflow, in, in my case, uh, involves my Epson V600. It involves scanning with an older Windows computer at a very slow pace. And so I think, you know, I'm really excited to, um, to take a look at this app and, I'll, app and I'll, I'll be sure to give you guys more information as I see it and uh, probably review it next week uh, on the podcast.
Well, we've reached the end of the podcast, and I just wanted to let you know that you can reach me um, on Instagram at Island by Film, or if you'd like to email me, you can email me at islandbyfilm at gmail.com, or you can even go to my website, which is www.westonphoto.com. That's where you can take a look at some of my work. And I've got a little link on the top that says analog. Take a look at my analog film work there. Uh, So thanks again for listening. And remember, whoever you are or wherever you are, keep shooting.